Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for today's episode is imaging features associated with progression to geographic atrophy in age-related macular degeneration. I'd like to thank our host, Gretchen Bailey, our topical editor, Dr. Andrew Rickson, and our topical expert, Dr. Mo Raffatiri. And now, it's my pleasure to bring you today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen Bailey, and I am a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. And I am joined today by Mo Raffetieri, who is also a fellow of the Academy, and he is chair of the Retina Special Interest Group. He's also part of a retinal practice in Memphis. Mo, thanks so much for talking with me. Hi, Gretchen. How are you? Good to be here. I'm doing great. And today we are going to be talking about an article titled Imaging Features Associated with Progression to Geographic Atrophy and Age-Related Macular Degeneration. And this article is by Jaffe and colleagues, and it appeared in the September 2021 issue of Ophthalmology Retina. So first off, this journal article is subtitled Classification of Atrophy Meeting Report 5. What does that mean? So these are a group of, uh, is a committee made out of, uh, you know, subspecialists in retina and people who are good at imaging and understand imaging to come up with specific ways of looking at biomarkers to, to try to recognize particularly geographic atrophy from its inception. Uh, so this, uh, it's to find some standard ways for us to look at, you know, different multimodal imaging to see what's best to to try to recognize who's going to lead to have geographic atrophy, basically. Gotcha. So are patients with AMD at risk of developing geographic atrophy? All patients with AMD are at risk to develop geographic atrophy. In fact, the, and geographic atrophy is an advanced form of dry macular degeneration or macular degeneration per se. So, um, in some studies or some some you know population studies, there are as many pe- patients with geographic atrophy as neovascular AMD, and these patients do lose central vision from geographic atrophy. How does OCT help clinicians manage these patients? So, again, when geographic atrophy happens, it's easy to see it on on uh, OCT. You know, there, there is like, there is this, uh, there are different words for it, but there's this smearing of light where, you know, the coherent light gets absorbed by the RP. So the absence of RP allows that coherent light to penetrate deeper into the choroid. So you see this sort of almost like a, a wax dripping effect. So the purpose of this study is, can we find markers that tell us what areas would develop the geographic atrophy in the future? And those biomarkers do exist. So that's how OCT helps us to recognize. This is uh, with the mindset that there are a whole number of studies, clinical trials going on now to find treatment for geographic atrophy, to recognize patients who are at risk to start them on treatment so they don't develop geographic atrophy. Are there limitations to this study? There are some limitations to this study. And frankly, in my opinion, part of that is 
a lot of colleagues, you know, both optometry and ophthalmology still use OCT, which is a, OCT stands, as you know, optical coherent tomography is a tomography is study of cross sections. But because these instruments have analytic data, looking at topography, a lot of colleagues just look at that. So they, they are not in tune of looking at morphologic change. So to me, that's the limitation. And that's why um, eye care providers, optometrists and ophthalmologists in general practice should, should start learning how to look at cross-sectional images. Those who don't, you know, many right. do, but many don't at the same time. So what should optometrists take away from the information in this study? Not only this study, but as a general whole, watch out for treatments for geographic atrophy. Try to, to find ways, read about stuff that tells you how to, again, recognize patients who are at risk, because not every, you know, although I said every AMD patient is at risk for it, but not every AMD patient develops it, you know. So if we have treatments available in the future, we should be geared toward knowing how to recognize those patients who would benefit from those treatments. Gotcha. Well, Mo, thanks so much for talking with me about this study. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good night, Rich. And a special thanks to CooperVision for their educational grant to make it all happen. Thank you.